0: Hello and welcome to Centre Stage, a program for the International Centre for Women Playwrights, a virtual non-profit organisation dedicated to supporting women playwrights around the world. Centre Stage celebrates the work of members by showcasing excerpts of their work, followed by an interview where we can hear about their ideas and sometimes their process. I'm Jenny Munday and in this Centre Stage... We again meet up with Joanna Pickering in the lead up to her latest production, Bad Victims. Joanna is one of ICWP's members in the United Kingdom. To begin with, we have a short excerpt from the play. Joanna's work is copyright, and if you're interested in performing any of her plays, you can contact her through womenplaywrights.org or her official webpage, www.joannapickering, all one word dot com. Here is the excerpt.
1: I'm sitting there and she says it in all seriousness. I'm shocked. I, I don't know what to say. I know the answer is no, of course I won't. But nothing comes out. She's my best friend and she says I need to speak to someone before something bad happens. She says, I'm a danger. (laughs) How the hell am I the danger? I'm stunned. It's like I've been winded in the chest, hit by a stun gun. Something bad has already happened. And she looks up. Jane, promise me. Promise you won't hurt the animals. We don't speak again. Now we have a short
0: interview with Joanna. She was in London and I was in Australia. Both of us in our homes meeting via Zoom. There may be some incidental environmental noise. I started with asking her if she could tell us a bit about the work we'd just been listening to.
1: The, the play by Victims that is coming again to stage in London is a development production. So it first hit the stages in October last year and it was we had a sold out show which is great but it's also very terrifying because as the playwright you're developing work um but the audience were just so wonderful and they um afterwards you got to to speak to myself and my wonderful director Erica Gold so we really got to feel the audience feedback on the work and of course because it's development you know a playwright is always writing and rewriting and the, the, the sample that you heard is brand new. Um, we're going back to stage uh, March 14th and 15th. And of course the writing has evolved slightly since October. And this snippet that I sent you is actually the character in the play it's six months on and she it becomes a small one woman monologue. Um, which I quite like, and you know, this is another development production, so we'll see if it works, if it fits. I've I've got brilliant guidance of my director, Erica, um, which has been such a joy to work with um, because, you know, writing is rewriting and and you don't know if you've got it right until you have the audience with you. um, And she's obviously executed that part. This
0: goes on from the last play, which is actually going to be performed soon. Yes. So can you tell me a little bit about a bit about the one that's going to be performed so that then you can tell me a little bit about uh, a little bit more about the snippet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, the play going to stage is called Bad Victims. Um, obviously, that's a play on the word that I don't believe women are naturally victims. Um But the play is about sexual assault. So in that particular time frame or that event, you know, uh, women are victims. And if you want to report to the police, you are reporting yourself as a victim of of sexual assault. Um, And and what the work tackles is um, really looking at the statistics of how little women report, especially in acquaintance rape. Um, so, I looked at the statistics and I was thinking, I think it's something like 97% of women have been assaulted by someone they know. And yet, it's something, I, I can't remember the exact figures, but it's something like uh, only one in four will report. And in acquaintance rape, it's even higher. So, the norm is not to report. Um, so, I sort of wanted to look at what's going on that's stopping women reporting. And of course, it comes down to the things that they're doing or acting in ways that are actually normal, but are considered in rape myths um, to be uh, blaming the victim, that they're doing something wrong, that they're being a bad victim. Um, And of course, in the police's eyes, you have good victims, you have bad victims in terms of prosecuting. Um, So that is what the work is tackling. Um, So it's quite unexpected um, because it's it's looking at behaviour that most women um, have shied away from talking about because they have been shamed or they have been blamed or they feel that they did something wrong in a scenario that stopped them being open and speaking out about it. So so it's quite controversial work, um, but incredibly important. And what happens is after the show is every single show And the work has developed over the last um, sort of two years into a public production, still in development. But everywhere, everywhere I take the work, New York, Paris, London, um, women come up to me and thank me. And they will say, this is my exact story. This happened to me. I didn't report because this, because I said this, because this happened. And they just say, thank you. Thank you so much for telling the story that I've just kept quiet to myself. Um, and, and that makes it all worthwhile because it's, it's quite a difficult journey, obviously putting these unspoken topics to stage for the first time is, is, it's quite something for, for all of us, the actors, the director, myself. Um, so it really is worthwhile when women just come and thank you as a playwright. It's, it's wonderful.
0: So the, the snippet that you sent me that we've heard at the beginning of the podcast, um, that's in the new play, The Extension. So the main character is six months
1: later. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so the character's called Jane, which obviously I, I took initially from that sort of Jane Doe. And I think in the initial character description, um, you know, the, the male character uh, Jay, the description is, you know, this guy, you've met him a hundred times before, he's charming. He, um, and the and the female character, Jane, is you know, literally could be anyone. And that that was just sort of setting up the statistics um, of the situation. And the play Bad Victims that we had in October was um, very much the situation immediately in the aftermath of acquaintance rape. And in that play, it was the puzzle for me was how do I write a play where the dramatic requests are the, the dramatic we're taught that obviously we have to create a um, protagonist that our audience can have empathy with. So that's why we're rooting for the character or engaged in the play. And my sort of conundrum was how do I write a play where I want to show what Females really go through which is they don't have empathy they are going to be blamed and we are not rooting for them but still keep my audience engaged and on the side of the female character I don't want to alienate my female character so that's why the work was so risky and I, I realized I could do this by breaking every rule of playwriting and I sort of put the Answer to the central question of the play in the beginning. So the audience are forced to know the answer to what's gone on. That, you know, I don't want to give too much away because the opening is very powerful. And um, but the audience are forced to believe something. And then we watch the play and they feel conflicted because the character is doing things. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do this, surely, but we know that it's in a context that we must believe it. Um, And that was in the immediate aftermath of acquaintance rape to show that women will not behave how they're expected. And I must say, in terms of the police in the UK, they are now fully educated in these things. The police will probably are being trained to be not in the US yet, but in the UK, to be aware of this. But our peer groups and society have not because they're not getting the training. They've just got the sort of conditioning of society over generations. Um, so the additional character, which is also a new one-woman play um, that I've written, it's called Don't Harm the Animals, is the character six months after an incident. Um, so in the in the immediate, it's more the reactions with her, with the person who assaulted her, that she's still in contact, that there's a dialogue going on that we've never heard before. We've never heard this dialogue in real life because we're not meant to hear it. It's a conversation that's happened in the terms of gaslighting, Control and it's not meant to be heard, let alone on a stage um but then this is six months later when that character has gone through trying to tell her friends what's happened, trying to tell the police family, and therefore it's just seeing where the character is six months later, having going through you know uh, sort of the victim uh secondary victimization really is what it's looking at
0: Joanna, I know that. Uh, I think the play that is about to go on is 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 well, it started back in New York, is that right? And then you took it to Paris and now to London, and this is kind of being formed a little bit by COVID as well, that you've made these little um travels around the world. And were you saying that you've um rewritten the play each
1: time? Such an interesting conversation to say that I've traveled the world in COVID times uh but i've i've had quite a remarkable journey and um all my travel decisions uh because of covid were because of a restriction or or a you know some disaster happening and i I'm, I'm very much a person that in disaster i will turn it to my advantage very very quickly um so everything that has happened to me in the pandemic i became a published playwright in the pandemic um i had to go and visit family after not seeing them for a year and a half and then biden didn't open the borders so oh, shit, I'm stuck in Europe. And then I'm like, hang on, Paris is just up the motorway. I love Paris. What a dream to put on plays in Paris. This is fantastic. I'm going to go to Paris. So I went to Paris um, and and then to London. And uh, the first production I put on was my trilogy, Truth, Lies, and Deception, which is a trilogy of one acts looking at assault, sexism, and ageism. Um, And there was one play in that, the one about assault, that then linked with another few of the of my one act plays that were were more tightly about assault. And when I worked with Erica Gold, we, you know, we really sat down and we carved out a full night of theatre, um, of a, a full production that was based on these one acts and set against a new play I'd written, which was a very very adult dialogue about sexual assault. And the plays prior that have been produced are a much younger lens. They're written about younger characters. There are less adult conversation, but still very important, you know, more young girls going on holiday or, you know, sort of a, a woman in her 20s trying to hold her own with a movie director while wanting to be an actress. And we realized that they fitted in sort of flashbacks. Against the new adult conversation of of an older woman who knows more surely when assault is assault, and then reflecting back to incidents that have happened in younger life and being like, oh, so that was that. Um, But when you're younger, you know, you just bounce through life and it's these things are happening all the time to women. You know, the Me Too movement showed that. Um, So so we just really put one full production from, from work I had done that has been produced around the world and, and sold out, you know, and very small, but wonderful, um, sold out houses.
0: Joanna, did you know this uh, director before
1: you came back to London? No, I did not. I knew of her work and it's another great story because uh, um, Erica has has staged world premieres of Teresa Raybeck, who's obviously one of the greatest female playwrights in America, and Neil LaBoute. Um, you know, really big playwrights, American playwrights. And um, I was connected by uh, Ilfer, um at Primitive Grace, which was my first theatre company. And Ilfa was one of the first people to, she was on the literary board. So she was, I think she picked my very first play in 2018 for a reading with her theatre company with Paul Calderon and David Zayas. So she, when she heard I was in Europe, Erica was in Europe at the time and she connected us. And Erica called me to decline the work, but to compliment me on what I was doing and that I was very, very close um, to a full production. And, but she didn't have the time in her schedule um, to to stage another play in her very, very busy schedule. And something just happened on the phone call again. I, I love being rejected. There's still something to talk about. I know what you don't want. And so we just talked. And we talked and we talked and we just got on so well and had all these wonderful ideas. And we were on the phone, I think, almost three hours. And at the end of the conversation, she said, I guess I'm doing this now. Um, and that was it. And and we've we've then we went to Paris. We were invited to Paris with the big funk company. Um, and it's it's a wonderful, wonderful collaboration with Erica. I'm, I'm so happy. And you're performing in the plays as well. I am, which, which should tell you <laughs> what sort of job Erica's had to direct the playwright as well. Um, yes, I perform. It's it's actually not so easy to get into my work as an actress because I obviously employ directors to listen to them. And a director will not cast anybody unless they are right for the role. I did not get the role I wanted to play. Um, and the role that she wanted me to play, I was incredibly nervous to take. Um, just a very very challenging role, the main role through the production. I wasn't convinced I could do it. Um, another three hour phone call with my director, and I I listened to Erica, and it it was a wonderful wonderful experience being on stage, and um, of all my fears and inhibitions, it became became inhibitions in the sense, uh, it, it, we went on a journey, and and it became as theatre is a very healing very wonderful place. I mean, theatre is just such a safe space and it, it was completely the right decision. Um, so again, thanks to Erica, she guided me through that.
0: And we have talked um, in past podcasts a little bit about your process, but how how is that? I mean, have you had to do any revising of the scripts um, as you've been working with them with Erica?
1: Oh, my God. I, I mean, I revise all the time, even before meeting Erica. I'm the type of playwright that will be rewriting my play on finale night of a production. I, I, I would love to know when a project is finished. Um, I drive my actors insane. Um, we, I worked with a fantastic director, Alana Stein, in New York on my play, The End Game, which is the play that's sort of laced through bad victims. Um, and it takes place over a chess game. and in rehearsals because it was a development workshop and I was listening and I was, you know, sending my notes to my director every evening and rewriting the play. And those fantastic actors, William Frank and Maria Elena O'Brien, they were actually taking new uh, rewrites in in dress rehearsal. And it it is the playwright's right to do that. Actors sometimes forget this. Um, But I I always make sure that we cast actors that are incredibly flexible and, and very professional and experience that they they can take that because um, it really is important when you're putting up n- new work on new topics um, you know no one's really gone before to do this and you know if, if we get it wrong in just one word or one line it or one direction is slightly wrong the play really lands in a different way to how I want it to land and we have to work very hard extra hard to get it right I always work with my directors intensively to make sure the vision of the play is being understood before we we even bring the actors into the room but actors will always bring something intuitive but there'll be an occasion where no matter how much you're trying to change a director an actor's direction you're listening to their core intuition and sometimes they'll know better than you and I'll be like oh they're right let's change this um you know I'm not Precious and possessive over my work, but likewise, when an actor's pushing to deliver it the an, an, another way, and I'm, you know, and you know, you're like, want to shout to your director in the room, don't let them do it this way, and you, you've got to sit very quietly, and then you get the director, and you or you pass her a note, and and it's like, no, they must do it this way. So I, I'm quite strong-minded. Um, I I know when something is right or wrong, but there's a lot of times the actor's right, not me, um, and that's a moment that we will definitely rewrite. And some of it is just that the play is speaking to me. The play is not finished. We're there. And and I will tell you that me and um, Richard Emerson, who's my, you know, West End actor, who's worked with the greatest actors and directors, we went up on opening night and this, (laughs) I don't know if I should be saying this, but I had locked that script for that performance about an hour before I did not know which ending I was going to go for. And Richard kept saying to me, cause we're on stage together. So I'm creating this own hell for myself as an actor and Richard. And he's like, have you made a decision yet? I'm like, Richard, trust me, I'm on it. We're going to be fine. And and it was just, it was, it just came to me. I was like, okay, we're going to go with this one. And, you know, Erica was like, we can try one-on-one on one night. We could do a different one on the other night. This is a development um, production. And me and Richard as actors were like, oh my God, this is so terrifying. I, on opening night, there was, mo- there was lines I was like, imprompt, imprompt. It's sort of like impromptu uh, decision-making because we were so up to the line for opening night um and then the second night was a much more professional approach to it but that is a development production we'd all signed up for that experience so it was it was quite a roller coaster <laughs> I changed the ending from New York, Um, I always, I, the ending that went up with the New York with New Perspective Theatre, which were incredible, Um, you know, they were the first people that took this play to stage, and they were, we were terrified, this play is really risky, Um, and I sent it off to them thinking, well, that'll be the end of that, and then they offered me a fellowship, and they were like, we're going to, we're going to take it to stage, and all the way through, we were just wondering where it was going to go. And it wasn't until the audience came that we were like, oh, we really are. We really have something. This was the right decision. But the ending on that play was adapted to be a short play. And I knew it wouldn't be the ending in the full play. It was too clean. It was too convenient. Um, the the, you know, and it worked for the one act for a short play. It was too much of a good ending. Um, so I, I absolutely went into the next production knowing that the ending was changing. It, it's not a Me Too movement play. It's it's really just looking very honestly from both sides, male and female, how people are getting into these situations more than we realise. Um, and having the backing of... Um, International Center of Female Playwrights. They, they, you know, as we say, we've done an interview on my place three or four times now, so it's wonderful to have that support. And females need that support. Female writers are still completely underrepresented, underpaid, um, and and it's it's very very important. And I would just say, please come and see my show if you're in London. It's March. 14th and 15th, tickets are on sale at the Courtyard Theatre. You've also been very, very wonderful. Um, and on my Instagram site, you get all the, all the links at Joanna Pickering.
0: Thanks to Joanna Pickering for meeting with me via Zoom. Joanna is one of our members from the United Kingdom. Thanks for listening in to Centre Stage. More will be coming soon.